Hello, if you're a Christian who is struggling with OCD, I wanted to offer some additional support this summer. On Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time in June and July, over eight sessions, I'm going to be providing a teaching time, a learning experience where you can come learn about managing your stress level, dealing with uncertainty, catching that first obsession before it becomes a loop. Dealing with disengaging from physical, mental compulsions, scrupulosity, shame, really any questions that you want to bring to these times I'm open to talking about that have to do with your faith and OCD journey. The most exciting part is that you do not have to be in Tennessee to come. So even if you're in another state in the U.S. or somewhere else in the world and you are able to tune in at that time, you're certainly welcome to do so. For more information, go to bythewellcounseling.com. I look forward to seeing you there. Hope for Anxiety and OCD, episode 106. I wanted to do a show on maximizing your first counseling session, and I'll tell you a little story about where the idea for this episode came in from. Sometimes I have people who come in and they feel the need to tell me absolutely everything or for me to understand the totality of the story. There's like this pressure or urgency. And I gave this analogy to Steve. I said, it's almost like somebody comes in with a play. The play has about 10 characters, but all of the pages are shuffled. So they're out of order. And somebody kind of dumps it on the floor, and I'm trying to make sense of what's going on in the story. So if you're going to your first counseling session, I want you to relieve yourself maybe of some of that pressure to get all of the information out in one 50-minute session. It's just impossible. I mean, you think about, I'm 40 years old. I could probably write a long book on my entire life story. And to think that I would be able to somehow share all the pertinent pieces with someone in a 50-minute session is unrealistic. The first session really is for your counselor to get to know you, for you to get to know your counselor Having like a general big picture of what's going on in your life, how you spend your time, if you're working, going to school, what your family life is like. Maybe you don't have a family and you come home to snuggle with the dogs. That's still relevant because maybe that's a really strong support system for you to have that comfort of your animals. So trying to get a big picture overarching view of Where are the strengths in this person's life? What are the support systems look like? What do the relationships look like? Sometimes people can get really bogged down in a particular story and jumping around to different timelines of that story. It may be helpful if you have a lot that you need to get out to maybe jot down what you feel like are the most important things. Now, depending on how your counselor does their paperwork process, a lot of times I have opportunities where people can go into more depth in my intake paperwork, and some people choose to utilize that to do that, and they feel more comfortable with that. 
Other times people don't want to put a lot of information down and they just kind of cursory glance over that. But sometimes that paperwork can at least provide the frame of reference. Who are the players in this play and what's the general overarching theme of the play versus having to figure it out by a bunch of different stories where somebody's kind of all over the place, just verbally vomiting. One thing I wanted to make everyone aware of is that you don't have to talk about things that you don't want to talk about in the first session. That's important to capitalize on because counselors are naturally nosy and we want to know certain things. So we may ask questions that are more personal or vulnerable than you want to go in your first meeting with your therapist. It's completely okay for you to say, I'm not quite ready to talk about that, or I know I need to go there, but I just don't feel comfortable yet. Can we address that in a future session? Oftentimes, people go into these counseling situations not really knowing what to expect, but also not thinking through maybe like, what are your needs and wants? for the session. I think this doesn't just apply to the first session, but can also apply to other sessions. Sometimes I'll ask people, what do you think is the best use of our time today? Or what would you really like to get into or process today? Because you have a sense of that inside. Maybe you're just needing to bounce some ideas off of someone and get some feedback like, okay, is what I'm thinking off base? Or is it normal experience that I'm going through? There are times where you do just need to vent, for lack of a better word. You just need to get all of your thoughts and feelings out and run them by somebody so that the person can kind of help you, can summarize and give it back to you in a way where you real gain new insight on it. And so there's certainly definitely value on that. And then there may be other times where you say, what I really need today, just kind of tuning in, is I need to learn some skills to be able to manage this situation in my life or be able to manage this relationship in my life. And then by diving in, asking more questions, we're really able to get more information. I'm always hesitant to give people advice right off the bat. Let me caveat that because it depends on the situation. But sometimes we don't always have enough information in the first session to be able to give you certain levels of guidance on something. And maybe that's a really good topic. And let's ask these questions and let's explore that a little bit more. And ultimately, you are the decision maker in your life. I'm not the person that is going to be dealing with the consequences of whatever choice is made. So I know that can be difficult for some people because they want the counselor to go in and tell them exactly what to do. And all that does is make you dependent on somebody to get answers. You can do this with pastors and parents and other people in your life. If you just say, okay, I have this problem. What do I do? Go to that person. They give me advice. I follow it. Next time I have a problem, I go back to that. 
you really want to be able to come to a place where you can think critically and make decisions on your own. And sometimes when you're dealing with anxiety and OCD, you don't have that sense of confidence or that sense of comfort to be able to make those decisions on your own. If there's one thing I would want you to know, it's that your first counseling session is about building a safe and healthy relationship with your counselor so that you feel you are able to do that work together that you need to do. I recently took my daughter to a new pediatrician because hers left the practice. Steve and I were able to process because he went to the appointment as well that we didn't feel a hundred percent comfortable after that first visit that this is going to be our child's long-term pediatrician. However, we decided to give her another try. It's kind of like, did we have this interaction and it was kind of an off interaction? Maybe she had a bad day. Maybe I was extra sensitive today. Whatever the situation was, or Is this just somebody that I got a negative feeling, didn't feel safe or comfortable with, and I don't think I'm going to be able to handle my daughter's whatever health concerns she has come up in the course of her life? Maybe this is not the person that I want to help us walk through any of those. And that's a hard call, I think, sometimes to make after the first session. So say you go to the first session and there are some things you feel good about and maybe some things you don't feel good about. You might want to refrain from judgment until maybe the second session. Thinking about this as any other relationship that you run into. So for example, maybe you and a coworker get off to a wrong foot or you and a roommate get off to the wrong foot. But then maybe the next time you meet up and talk, things are a little different, or you see where they were going with it, or their perspective is different. Ultimately, you want to feel the sense of safety and comfort to open up and talk about hard things. I know people that have been in counseling situations for several sessions and they still don't feel after a month or two months that sense of safety and positive connection with their counselor. At that point, it's okay to say maybe this is just not a good fit. As a therapist, I have to accept that I'm not what everybody is looking for. I try to be as compassionate as possible, but there are times where I can be very direct and confrontational because I feel passionate about wanting to help people with movement towards their goals and getting better. I'm not the right therapist for someone who wants to come in every week and complain about the same things, but not be willing to do anything to change those things. At the end of the day, that's not a valuable use of my time or theirs. Questions to ask yourself after a first session. Is this counselor someone that I feel safe and comfortable opening up to? Is this counselor someone who can help me with the issue that I'm bringing into counseling? Hopefully you can answer this by looking at their website or having a short conversation with them via email or over the phone before you have your first session. Ideally, you'd want to make sure that's an area that your counselor works with. Sometimes, though, people will have experiences of a counselor saying, yes, I can work with you on OCD, or 
yes, I can help you with anxiety reduction, but the way that they're going about doing that may not be something that you feel comfortable with. I know a few years ago, I started using more parts language and inner child work and had a client tell me, you know, this just isn't working for me. And it was good. It was helpful feedback. That allowed us to have a conversation about what she was looking for in therapy and who might be the best person to be able to give that to her, even if it wasn't me. There are some times where we can change directions in therapy. Maybe I'm trained in something different or I see how another therapeutic technique might be beneficial. And sometimes it's me and sometimes it's not. And that's okay. Another question you might want to ask is, did I feel comfortable with the environment that I saw my therapist in? Thinking about my own therapeutic experiences, I know there were some environments that I felt much more comfortable in than others, just even based on where the building was located, how the waiting room was set up, what the counselor's office was like. Some of those things may seem small, but if it's some place that you're going to be going to repeatedly, you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with some of those elements. Otherwise, that may be like a barrier to you getting what you need, and you definitely don't want that to be the case. I would encourage you to think about the timing of your first session. Would it be better for you to do that on a day off or a day that you can leave work early, especially if you don't know how you're going to react or respond? You don't know what emotions are going to be stirred up for you, and that is something that can be really hard to deal with especially if therapy is new for you. I remember one time I was practicing with some other therapist on some different techniques and we were doing an awareness exercise that really wasn't supposed to be particularly troublesome or triggering. But in the process of that awareness exercise and the feedback that I received from the other therapist, I got super triggered. And that shook me up for a good chunk of the day afterwards. And it was completely unexpected, something that came out of nowhere. And really think about your timing in terms of going to therapy, because something may trigger you or upset you, or you may come to an awareness that you didn't see coming. You want to be able to work with your therapist on coming up with a goal for yourself. And even though it may not be fully clarified in the first session, it may take you a little while to really tune in and realize this. You want to ask yourself, what is it that you're wanting or hoping to get out of that time? Oftentimes, people will make very generic comments like, I just want to feel better, or I just want to not be anxious, or I want to be less depressed. And in those situations, we're focusing so much on reducing the symptom that we're not focused on what's behind that, what's beyond the symptom for you. So when you feel less depression, does that mean that you can connect better with your spouse? Does that mean that you can get out of the house more and go to your kids' sporting events? Does it mean that you'll feel more confident to present at work? What does it mean? If you're able to dig a little bit deeper and answer some of those things for yourself, 
that might help you know kind of like what's getting in the way of you feeling better. So even if all you can see is the symptom right now in front of you because it's so big or so bold, trying to imagine what is life like beyond this symptom, that can give you and instill in you a sense of hope that even though you may, for example, struggle with anxiety later in your life, it's not something probably that's going to be magically cured or gone away. But what would it be like if you had a different relationship with it where it didn't hinder you from being the person that you want to be or doing the things that you want to do? That may be really, really hard to imagine at the beginning of therapy. But if you can, it will help kind of push your brain towards that more hopeful track of I can have a better experience than I'm having right now. Another consideration would be What are you willing to do in order to get what you want? So if you're saying that you want less anxiety in your life, are you willing to practice relaxation strategies outside of your counseling process? Are you willing to take the time to journal about some of your triggers? Are you willing to expose yourself to hard situations appropriately so that you can let your mind know and your body that you can do these hard things that it doesn't believe that you can do? And if you are willing to do those hard things, what kind of support might you need from your therapist or others in your life to be able to do the hard things that are going to help you get to a better place with your mental health? There may be something that your therapist says or does that isn't necessarily wrong or unethical in some way, but it's just off-putting. So for example, I had a therapist, I think that was a little bit more of a behavioral bent. I saw only for one session. The reason was that she had this timer that went off at 15 minutes before the session ended and then again five minutes before the session ended. To me, it felt really superfluous, unnecessary, and I felt a little bit like I was being treated like a child. I'm pretty sure she sees other clients that don't have a problem with it, or they may feel like in their situation, it's helpful to them to keep them on track. Maybe the therapist feels that way for herself. It helps her kind of keep track of her session ending and wrap up time. I think more than a personal preference of just not liking it was that I didn't feel like I had any say or choice in the whole timer situation. It might have been a little bit different if she said, is it okay if we try this, kind of like inviting me into the process? Is it okay if we try this timer and see if you find it helpful or I find the timer helpful for me? Would you be okay if we tried it out? It was just kind of something that was thrown in there. In closing, the last thing I want to say is that if you don't find a good therapeutic fit on the first try, that's okay. Don't give up. Get up and try again. We do the same thing with doctors that we might not feel comfortable with or dentists we might not feel comfortable with. We go out and find a different provider. I think the worst thing we could do at that point is to say, oh, well, maybe therapy is just not for me. That's kind of like saying, well, maybe I shouldn't get my teeth cleaned because I didn't feel comfortable with that dentist. 
I hope this helped provide a little bit more information for you if you're curious about what a first therapy session is like or are nervous about going to therapy. We really try to reduce stigma on the podcast and kind of take you behind the curtain on some things. And we've had different episodes, one where Steve interviews me of what it's like to be a counselor. We've had an episode on how to find a therapist that's right for you. So we'll link those in there as well. So you can check those episodes out if they're of interest to you. For small bits of daily encouragement, feel free to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. As always, thank you so much for listening. Over Anxiety and OCD is a production of By the Well Counseling. Our show is hosted by me, Carrie Bach, licensed professional counselor in Tennessee. Opinions given by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of myself or By the Well Counseling. Our original music is by Brandon Mangroom. Until next time, may you be comforted by God's great love for you.